The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. A huge shout out to our sponsor, beardeddragongames.online. Pick up all your local game store goodness from Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, or Wafurp 4th Edition, as well as terrain, paints, board games, comics, and more. Make sure to use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout for free domestic shipping or PCME10 for 10% off your total order at beardeddragongames.online. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. And we're live! It's Thursday night, except it's a regular old Tuesday for your Tuesday night crisis talk. It's wait, did I rule it wild? Your Marvel Crisis Protocol Plavlog. I am joined by a very special guest this week. Um, Someone that we see most weeks in chat someone that we've seen live on stream, uh, someone that even a couple weeks ago you saw live on Monday night for, oh yeah, the power phase. It's MC1 Gamer himself. It's Mitch. Yes. Uh, and definitely this is a good medium for you because I have a good face for radio. Right? Yeah. <laughs> My parents always said the same thing about me. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So we are going to be... so. The, the main group here uh, is going to be at the Las Vegas Open and beautiful uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, covering LVO for Frontline Gaming's big, you know, it's kind of a big, big deal. Bunch of people, whole bunch of uh, competitors, probably the biggest tournament so far, I think, in person for Marvel Crisis Protocol. Over 200 um, tickets and people claim spots for that or qualified to it and are making their way out there. So it should be an absolute blast. But. If there's one place you might know Mitch from, it is the forums, uh, the Facebook groups. Uh, and one particular flag that has always been very important to Mitch is terrain and how terrain interacts with uh, players and characters in Marvel Crisis Protocol, as well as how maybe you're utilizing terrain inefficiently. And there might be some let's say, misunderstandings about what some of the recommendations and not necessarily rules are for terrain in MCP. So, as always, we're going to start off with games played and hobby thoughts. Mitch, have you done any hobbying this week? Have you put paint to models? Has there been a brush in your hand at all? Or has there been only brushes in your hands? Uh, there has definitely been a lot of hobbying this past week. Uh, the, my time has been, all my free time has been devoted to trying to get my, <laughs> a brand new team, uh, from the new releases, uh, yes. up and running so that we can, I could bring it to the table. Um, previous to that, I, I, I painted up a bunch of Sentinels yeah. and did, and I'm a little, I'm a conversion nut. Yeah. I love converting and I love magnetizing. Mm-hmm. So I, Previous to this week, I had I just finished up a pre a project where I was uh, I you know, had all the heads and arms all switched out so that yeah. you could see when they're when they're when they're damaged. But coming into you know meeting up so we can play the game, which I don't I, is this bef- is that game before or after? Are we in forward in time or back? So we we are in the future right now. Ah, in the future. Right. <laughs> so I can't believe how that game played out. By the way, some ah. of those 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 dice were a temperature. That is for certain. Yes, it was a game. Yes, it was definitely a game. Um, uh, see, I. <laughs> 
I just, I just, I have my team that uh, uh, for the new releases. For, I wanted to try Blob. I wanted yeah. to try Pyro, and I want to try Weapon X. Mm -hmm. So uh, I furiously. <laughs> try to get it just table ready. You know, I'm yeah. a little bit of a paint, uh, paint crazy anyway, to try yeah. to get everything just right. And all the little highlights and, you know, getting all the eyeballs and everything. But, um, this was just to make sure that at least it was good for the stream. So yeah, I've been, I've been pretty fear. My fingers are tired. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what, what were the characters that you, you finished up over this past weekend or over the past few days? Yeah, and this was the quickest. Was it, was it all of that? Was it all the Weapon X and Blob and Pyro? It was, and I started out with um, the the big box with the terrain piece. Yeah. And I, I painted most of that up. It's not completed, and I even magnetized that. So I'm a, I can't nice. stop. Can't stop with magnetizing. You know the the big the um, alkali base, the the big yeah. bunker. Yeah. It has that tall um, antenna structure. Yeah. So what I did was, and this will, I'm sure we'll see this in the game. So um, in the past, yeah. Um, I, I magnetized, I put magnets into the little outcropping, that little square outcropping, and then I put them on the bottom of the, so for storage purposes, mostly. Yeah. So that you can just pluck that off and then put it in a box and it's a lot, <laughs> it's a lot shorter. Yeah. And you put it in one of those little plastic tub boxes. And what I like about doing that is also because how many times have we, I, I don't know about you, but I've, I can't tell, I count how many times terrain has been damaged oh, or yeah. even just because if, from transportation, but even the middle of a game, you, if it's got that really nice, like tower mm -hmm. or, or, you know, tall tree or something like that. Yeah. 100%. Dude, I, I can't tell you how many arms I've lost on just Ultron and he's not even <laughs> terrain and significantly easier to transport. But, uh, and that was one thing too. We saw the first time we went to Adepticon, um, when they assembled all the apartment buildings and the Sanctum Sanctorum and stuff, that, that there were very clearly things that they left off uh -huh. of those models so that they would be able to be transported easier and be put into giant tubs. Well, um, they have experience with that. I'm sure that yeah. they, they, they know the dimensions for transporting the volume because they always Correct. have so much great terrain. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, printed, I, I painted up, um, uh, not to completion, yeah. but um, uh, Logan, yep. uh, Sabretooth. Uh, um, I have had for a long time with a conversion of Domino, which I can't wait to show you, yeah. which is Domino, not on her little, you know, her little snowboard of, on, on top of the explosion. Correct. But I put her on a regular base, but I have a little rocket that's flying right by her. And it looks like she's just kind of ducking out of the way. I should really like that. Yeah, so, All right. Uh, and then I painted up, I have had it for a long time. I just haven't finished it. So this was, um, she's like 90% done. No, 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 not real highlights and, and, and some of the blending stuff, but mostly, you know, you'll, you'll see it. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, and then, um, I got just in time. I got the X 23 box. I've been nice. holding off for a while just cause there's so many new releases Yeah, and I try to complete them all, but I managed to get that. And I did a little conversion with her as well. I'll show okay. it. Instead of her hand, her arm sticking out straight, I kind of made it like she was already halfway through the swipe. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. So I did that and she's, she's kind of leaning heavily forward so you know she can it's very hard yeah. with those um just kind of like kind of like quicksilver mm -hmm. so i have her like perched up on her knee uh and uh, so it's a little more sturdy and then i got the pyro which i was really looking forward to i haven't done the osl the um uh, uh the um uh, object source lighting on yeah. that but i'm planning on enhancing that and then blob blob's easy blob's three colors blob's like a blue or a black for his outfit a little uh, yellow lining and then just flesh right <laughs> so i banged him out really fast so, and uh, speaking of conversions, there was one I saw in one of the groups today that just looked incredible. Uh, Bradford William did uh, a conversion of uh, Sam Wilson, Captain America. Yes, I did, did you see, see that? that. I did. That looks incredible. It looks, it's majestic. It looks yeah. fantastic. Um, so just some of the stuff that I, I see out there and, and very frankly, a lot of your stuff, I just, I, I'm really heavily impressed with what people can do with 
I mean, majority, if not fully AMG, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's, it's so nice to be able to see what you can get out and what people perform with the same box of materials that really should only be fit one way. And it's not for everybody, right? but for those people who want to go the extra mile and make it their own, make it a little mm-hmm. unique, but use, but not, not go outside of the right. realm of the box bits. Yeah. There's so much you can do. And I love the ingenuity that I see that people bring into it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a converter from way back from another game system. Right. Uh, which I'm not sure if I can mention on this. <laughs> I don't know. If you can, I'll cut it out. All right. Well, you know, I'm, I'm an old school GWer. Oh uh, yeah. yeah no, so, no. so I, you know, I, pl- I played Warhammer since the eighties mm-hmm. and, uh, um, the, the bringing that mentality of some yes. kind of customization or whatnot, when I, you, there's, there's not so much you can see, you know, you can do with the actual figures itself because they're molded in a certain way, but moving an arm, yes. you know, uh, I, I, for instance, um, when they, when Viper was brought into, uh, into MCP and the card that with Viper and is it Viper? It is Viper and, um, Crossbones. Yes. Uh, the most powerful character in all of Marvel, by the way, <laughs> um, certainly in MCP, uh, but having, I, I was digging everywhere to find a plasma gun to put on his back. Right. So what did I do? I bought an extra uh, cable <laughs> and used his to magnetize it to his back because you have to have a plasma gun. Well, and and that was the thing for, uh, uh, Chuck did an incredible job with, uh, we had so many leftover tacos from the Deadpool box uh-huh. that I, I was like, he's like, how do you want me to do cables pockets? And I was like, all right. <laughs> You're not going to use any pockets. You're going to replace all those pockets with tacos, Chuck. And, you know, I'm, I guess I'm not surprised that Chuck is no longer assembling and painting my models for me. But did you crush them? Really? I, I, there was there was a couple. The uh, that and the Iron Fist that uh, has the cutoff pink tank top, the, the cutoff <laughs> jean shorts and, and rollerblades. Um, Listen, just what a magnificent piece that is. But yeah, that I think that's the one that you, you, uh, you got to get him out of retirement, uh, dude. I'm trying. I've been, you know, if you notice that, I'm always calling out for him whenever you guys do your your uh, wait that I roll a while yeah. and stuff. Um, every time you mention Chuck, I'm like, is Chuck coming back? Is Chuck back? Is there a Chuck? Is we get Chuck sighting? <laughs> Chuck, if you're listening, you got to return. Yeah, man. We I, I don't know why I keep looking at the camera that's not on, but we miss you, man. <laughs> um, but so. I also got something done for our, our, our stream that we did a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and by me, I mean, uh, my wife, uh, got Rhino together and painted. So I'll be able to, so I was able to show that off. Such a great sculpt. It was. And it was a really nice paint job. So yeah, props to your wife. Absolutely. I certainly, um, directed it to happen. <laughs> I think that's the, I didn't even think that's too much credit for, <laughs> for, for what I did, but um, you asked very politely. <laughs> oh, I primed it. Oh, I, I brought it outside cause it was cold. I, I primed it. Fundamentals. Right. You know, so the, you always go back to the basics. So strong foundation, uh, is what I provided for that. But we're talking about, speaking of Rhino, we're talking about terrain. Oh, mm. did you play any games this past week? Yes. Yes. Oh, not this week, but within or, the last or, couple or, of weeks. Yeah. Cause this week, all since the last time. time you've been on the show. Sure. Played any games? I, yes. I played with the Sentinels. Oh, how'd that go? Um, well, my son defeated the Sentinels with his winter guard. Okay. Which was a feat, uh, yeah. in and of itself. Um, but, uh, yes, he's, he asked for the holidays to get the winter guard. I said, sure. Uh, we'll get you the winter guard on one condition. You have to paint it. Which means I have to paint it, right? You know, we paint it, but I'll correct. Yeah, so yes, but uh, he's he's become pretty proficient. Nice. I'm hoping to get him out to an event at some point. You know. Heck yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, the good news is that the new Bearded Dragon Games and Hobbies we're going to be running some events soon. So oh yeah, you know that might be that might be a, a first foray into uh, 
can't wait, some MCP events. Can't wait to get it on my calendar. <laughs> Same, actually. We're in discuss. We're discussing that right now about what what that first day is going to be. I, we're hoping for an event maybe next month in February. Nice. So, um, but we got to get a bunch of stuff nailed down for that. Okay. But, um, so uh, so what what crisis did you run? What's uh, you're asking me to pull something from two weeks ago. I'm not <laughs> sure if I can remember what I had breakfast for, for breakfast. Did you morning. play the new updated Crisis Eye, or were you working with uh, the the OGs? That was OG. Okay. That was it's you know look the 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 it's fairly recent, obviously yeah. that the new and I love the new updates to Crisis. I think it, it it makes games that you know extending to a turn six more likely, and it also it it, it does foster more of a, a wider list uh, a mentality. But yeah. what I like the most is that you can't take that one item, the core or the scroll and then run away and win the game. Correct. Which, by the way, will tie into our conversations about say, terrain. Yes. Might actually be a great segue into talking about terrain. So um, one one thing that I think we see a lot is it's maybe not difficult, but we don't see a lot of super full boards when people are playing Marvel Crisis Protocol, uh, at least around. And whether it's an event having to field 20 or 50 tables and not having enough terrain to actually be able to put that on there, or if it's just that's what people prefer. I think um, very specifically after reading some of your comments in some of the groups, I was like, wow, Mitch actually has a really good point here. There's kind of a lot involved with terrain and these tables need to be significantly more fleshed out, um, especially to have mechanically in the game, certain superpowers, innates and abilities that really rely off of having that in there. And uh, with the update to the crises and how they worked, Having characters that could be a long mover and just get a, a scrawl or a or a power core or whatever and run away, mm. significantly more terrain also would have prevented those scenarios from happening on such a regular basis. So give me the the three thousand foot overview of terrain, how you view it, and how you feel it could be better if you could possibly fit all of that. I, I will give you the Reader's Digest version yeah. if I can. Yeah. There is, it's a lot to it. And I certainly have, you know, I, ha I brought charts. I have a big box with all these different, you know, uh, examples. Yeah. No, but uh, the, uh, the, let's, let's first start. First, I want to say as far as, um, as TOs are concerned, yeah. you know, we, we talked about Adepticon. Adepticon is one of those rare animals. It's, mm -hmm. it's a massive uh, uh, undertaking, I'm sure. Yeah. And we've seen behind the scenes. I don't know if you have, I've seen some of the behind the scenes of what they do. And you've talked to the, yeah. those organizers. Even some of the regional events, you know, the Nash Cons, ACO mm -hmm. is becoming a big thing, um, uh, LVO. It's a huge undertaking to go and have all those yeah. boards and, and and be able to fill them. So translate that to some of your, re your more local events, uh, 10 or 12 tables. It's not easy for a local no. game store to stock up enough terrain, even though they're getting it at cost. Mm -hmm. you, you, I appreciate that. When, but let's go harken back yeah. to the first days of MCP. When Marvel Crisis Protocol first was released, there were no real guidelines because right. they're not rules. That's all. So let's again establish something. I'm so glad that you said that. Yeah. They are guidelines. They are recommendations. They're not rules. Um, you can ignore them or you can adjust them. It doesn't really matter. Uh, whatever you feel, you know, as a TO is, you know, that's your prerogative. But in the early days, it was the Wild West in terms of, hey, fill up the table or, you know, right. do whatever. You know, maybe buy two uh, starter sets mm -hmm. and um, just use that. Whatever, whatever you're comfortable with or whatever your capability was, I started demoing this game. And I start printing out just color, you know, uh, um, thick card of, of um, there's a there's files out there yeah. that you can get for free. Mm -hmm. 
and putting out buildings and you know little uh, you know little uh, uh, kiosks and garbage right, cans exactly. and crates and dumpsters just yeah. to fill the stuff up. But let's if you if you really dig down into the into the uh, the mechanics of this game, this game loves terrain. Yeah, because and I'm going to ask. Let me ask you this. What is the most exciting thing when you first jumped into this game? When you first started playing MCP, maybe it was a departure from any other game that you've played. Mm -hmm. What was the most dramatic and crazy and enjoyable thing that you uh, you experienced? So a little bit of a leading question, but I, I'm not shy about it. Yeah, it was smashing people with terrain and smashing terrain with people. Yeah. It, it's awesome. It's the best part of the game, making best a ruckus. Part. Hands yeah. down. Hands yep. down. Throwing. Well, we'll get to that because there's a lot of, I don't want to bury the lead here, but that's right. the biggest thing. There's other things I think that that really impact this, but I, th I feel like that that's a big departure from a lot of other games. Mm -hmm. And uh, the terrain, it, it, this, this, this game, it, it loves and craves it. And I don't yeah. think that you can go too far. Now, in a competitive sense, they didn't have those, uh, those guidelines early, the competitive scene. Uh, kind of asked for it. Mm -hmm. And AMG is great. You know, they, they have this wonderful dynamic game that allows for an overlay and it just, they provided some of these guidelines, but you know, TOs were starting to create some rules initially for that. Yep. Now it's a little more organized, a little more uniform, mm -hmm. a little more, uh, you know, uh, general that, you know, that everybody understands. But even so, I think that we're, I think we're underutilizing terrain and I think we're affecting the game and the meta in a lot of ways because of what I call the six point terrain impact rule um, uh, list the six point impact terrain rules list yeah it's it's a work in progress okay we'll find something i was, I was trying to think all right what's the word what's the anacronym for it'll come out it'll come out organically yeah. it's like it's like when you create a team in a role-playing game you can't just make a name for it you got to wait till you play the game a little yep. while um uh so let, let me let me let me uh, go through this list and then I you know I guess we can talk about yeah. each of them individually. Um, so the six points that I like to bring up uh, are uh, these are elements again that terrain impacts and have a major effect on the game because of terrain. Mm -hmm. um, first one is is uh, explosive type abilities. So we have um, you know characters like Punisher, Mystique. Yep. They have very specific. Uh, uh, capabilities, uh, rules. Sovereign Strike. Sovereign Strike. Like I Perfect. was able to maybe use uh, during our stream that night. Uh, that I wasn't able to stop because I maybe I already burned a, uh, you know, a, 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 I didn't have a power or card right. or, yeah. or maybe I threw too much terrain. <laughs> or maybe I just forgot to use it. Maybe it couldn't be stopped because it never happened. You know what I mean? There's, there's so much. We'll look back. Yeah. Time machine. Time. Yeah. Chuck, roll back the tape. Just let us know what happened there. Uh, but that's the first one. And then I, I like to incorporate into that one also things like uh, Juggernaut and the new Rhino. Mm -hmm. uh, other things that are not pervasive throughout the game, but that have the that have specific characters or, or encounters yeah. that that will interact with the terrain that may explode and do damage or um, take a piece off the board. All you know, but I like I think explosion is a, is a good one. Again, Punisher, yeah. Mystique were the first one. Sovereign Strike, mm -hmm. ooh, hurtful. Um, but uh, you know, they're the kinds of ones that are requiring some the presence of some terrain. Yeah. Uh, so that's the first one. And uh, the others, and I'll just list them off. I guess we can talk about them each. Uh, and I'm sure we might even find some others maybe right. <laughs> as we go through. Uh, the next ones are cover, mm -hmm. line of sight, movement, mm -hmm. uh, throwing. And then I like to group in the quantity and the placement of the terrain. Because that'll yeah. have an impact on the game, you know, depending yeah, on whether you're playing a competitive game. If you're playing with Magneto and there's a dense board, you're going to have an advantage. Correct. So there needs to be some kind of balance in that. Regard. You can take down a She-Hulk if there's enough trash cans around. And that's not easy to do. Right? <laughs> you have yeah. no trash cans <laughs> 
Um, yeah, that's not easy to do too. Uh, so just with the explosive thing, what are the limitations? First of all, there's only six turns in the game. So we're not interacting with terrain really for turn one, unless it's, and this is, you know, jumping ahead a little bit, mm -hmm. um, unless it's to jump behind or onto, you know, cover line of sight blocking. Yeah. Uh, but you're only going to have a limited amount of opportunities to really interact with the terrain because first turn is usually, uh, you're not, you're not throwing anything really. No. Um, but especially uh, now after the crisis update, you're getting to objectives. Right. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and by, by, by late game, a lot of times the terrain, it's diminishing returns. You're going to yeah. be, no matter how much terrain you have, it's going to be less and less as time goes on. Mm -hmm. So with the option opportunities for a, a power, like, uh, ex, like the explosive, explosive, the detonations, um, and, yeah. and sovereign strike, you need the availability of the terrain it has to be on the board it has to be of sufficient size. You have to mm -hmm. have the power or the card. It may take an action. All these things have an impact. Yeah. They're not readily available at all times. Now I like to think that AMG has, I don't know, maybe they have an Excel spreadsheet with pivot tables, or maybe they just have a whiteboard with a bunch of sticky notes, but they have some kind of a weighted average, I'm sure, on yeah. how they determine their threats. There is. And it's in, I believe, in the Challenger rule sets, it does give kind of a guideline for how many of each terrain piece should be on there. And even just looking at that, a lot of the boards I see are, yeah, kind of criminally under that number. What, what I mean is, though, is the threat of the characters. Oh, gotcha. So if you have a threat yeah. four versus a threat three. I see. If they have a throw four, that's going to probably weight up where yes. their, their, their threat. Or yep. if they have, for instance- Like you know, build points, almost like an right. RPG or something. Yeah. Where you're so they're, they're weighting these abilities and they have to probably- they probably tweak it. Mm -hmm. And at some point they say, well, you know, we, we want, if we're going to make it a three, we got to reduce this. Or if we want to make it a four, we got to up that. Yeah. And that will have guidelines on how much health they have on their defenses. If their builders a four or five strength. Exactly. Or, yeah. So all those things have an impact. Now, when the game is affected by terrain and when the abilities are affected by terrain, mm -hmm. It can devalue or overvalue certain characters. Correct. So if you have only one option, and I played Mystique and Punisher, those are the two ones that I know the most when it comes to this. Um, and I haven't played Winter Guard yet, but I will. <laughs> um, the, I, you may get one of those off. Correct. And when it comes down to um, things like cover, okay, cover has similar uh, effects. Uh, you you need to have a base size large enough to sit on the base without overlapping. Mm -hmm. If there's no terrain of sufficient size and you right. have a bigger, you have bigger and bigger characters. Yeah. Uh, those are going to be limitations as well. And if, as the game goes on, there's less and less of items that may provide cover for you. Correct. It's going to diminish. So the, 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 it, it makes, it makes sense that there's going to be diminishing returns, but if the table at the end of the, of the game looks like you haven't even set up yet. Right. That's, that's a little bit of a sad situation. Yeah. Um, uh, before I go on, I mean, I, I can continue. I just don't want to. No, <laughs> by all to, means. No, okay. go for it. Yeah. Um, so let's go to the next one. The next one is um, line of sight. Mm -hmm. Okay. So a lot of boards I see are very, you know, look, they, they may, it may be like two sets of the, of the core box with the kiosks. Mm -hmm. Those are size threes, a handful of cars, maybe a, 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 a traffic light. But you don't see a lot on the boards, these, you know, size four or five buildings or trucks. Maybe you see one. Yeah, uh, size a fifth building or right. yeah, the, the the garbage truck or the, you know these beautiful uh, terrain pieces that are size five the uh, the the uh, New York Sanct uh, building yeah uh, the uh, Sanctum Centorum the Sanctum Centorum beautiful piece of terrain yeah. I can't wait to start painting that one up that's sitting in a box still but I'm I will get to it yeah um but uh, these these are great pieces but if you um if you if you have larger characters size four characters mm -hmm. not the most you know, common, Not but there, are, there are plenty yeah. of them. Yep. They're not going to be able to hide behind a 
kiosk size three. They're Correct. too big. Uh, so the availability of of these things, these are these are things, in my opinion, is and I'll get to movement because this is even more important, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Beyond just the threat levels and the and the ability uh, the abilities, I I believe that the thing that's uh, that 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 really separates in the competitive sense because mm-hmm. casually you can do whatever you want, you can ignore all these rules, right, or, or, or change them if you wish. You can run ten bullseye. So, you know what I mean? If you're playing casually, that's enough. a scary thought. Right, you can pincushion with <laughs> one at a time. Yeah, that'll take down a shield. Um, uh, but you you if you don't if you the 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 what separates players in a competitive sense yeah. tends to be the strategic decisions they make. Mm-hmm. Well, you're eliminating if you have sparse tables. Yeah, the ability for you to take to to maximize your ability to take cover to to yeah. uh, block line of sight as you're maybe approaching the uh, the um, secure objectives. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the board, by the turn four, sometimes those things are diminished or gone. Yeah. So I really feel that we're not we're not seeing uh, the uh, the real value of some of these threats that are paying for that in their threat levels. Correct. And then when you get to movement, that's where, uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Just as far as the threat, uh, conversation goes, and that makes just a ton of sense, right? So if you have a character with wall crawler or, um, something along those lines, if that, that power is really front loaded in its cost in that mm-hmm. character's threat in those first couple rounds, because it's effectively planned on almost being gone or not, as utilized uh, in rounds three, four, or five. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that makes a huge impact on certain characters. And when you see characters that are taken a lot, long movers, mm-hmm. because for the most part on tables, they are unobstructed by terrain. They're just getting to where they need to go and then they run off with a power core. Um, <laughs> Used to. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they can versus, still, it's just not as valuable. Yeah. Correct. Right. Uh, or characters like Magneto, who, you know, on a sparse board, he has a hard time. Incredibly deadly character, usually regardless. Yes. But worth his yeah. six. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Uh, movement. You mentioned about the long movers. Um, I call them ground pounders. These yeah. are non-flight, non-wall crawlers, ground pounders. They're the long movers uh, or the medium movers. Because short, you're not going to worry about that. If you have to, if you're impacted by the potential of terrain, right. having to move on to a large, uh, larger structure than your size of the mm-hmm. size of the character, you're just going to be relegated to short anyway. Right. Or small. I. I always get those mixed up, short or small. I so I was, I was same. Uh, yeah, same yep. thing. S, S, S move. Um, but if you're a medium, and to a lesser extent, medium, but that's the most common movement type mm-hmm. uh, length. Uh, but the long movers, especially, they're going to be impacted more now. When you don't have those opportunities, you're giving a lot more value to that character. Yes, yes. they can. It's not just them running around. It's their. It's it's them spending an action to get within range. It's them doing you know making taking an action to attack or perform something and then getting out of range. Yeah. Of, of somebody who may only have a range two attack or even range three. I, uh, these are real important um, uh, factors that will that will impact win and loss. Yeah. So terrain, the absence of it and the presence of it, very big, important points. Mm-hmm. I don't advocate, even though I joke about it, that I like I like tennis boards because I just like theme boards. I have lots of pictures I put up of games that I I yeah. play, and I like to use them as examples. But um, so well, you them, brought a beautiful board too. Uh, the- there the other week for uh for oh yeah the power phase very similar to yours from the two weeks prior to that it was yes but i think you were playing with what the tailor i believe yes and yes yeah, so similar to that yeah yes. and my yeah my Lindsay had just painted up that uh the bunker the weapon, yeah the bunker so i, I was like bunker. well we got to put that out there so let's get a snowman and let's call it a day but i honestly didn't hold a snowy torch to what you brought 
No, well, okay. It's very similar. I, I, I think that we're not the only people that came up with that idea. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's an easy one to do because you got a snowboard, a three by three snowboard. You can find them very easily. Um, uh, the uh, some some trees, whether or not they're snowy trees or they're just green trees, right? Maybe a hill, you know, or or, or you know, bushes, but some fallen trees. You know, it, it's a uh, whole ton of motorcycles. Motorcycles, yes, mm-hmm. motorcycles. I haven't, that, I have not painted that up yet. Okay. Gotcha. That's still on. <laughs> it's it's prime. Even now, even two weeks after you came to play, you still haven't painted that motorcycle I, yet. I, I, looking back, I I yes, it's a, a tend demerits to me. Um, but oh, yes, nuts. eventually, yeah, I will get to it. Uh, okay, so movement, movement yeah. is 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 a big impact. The biggest one I feel is the throwing, and that's because that's the fun factor. That's the wow factor. I demoed this game first week it came out, mm-hmm. and I furiously built up the core box. And I've been playing, obviously, crazily ever since. There's barely a week that goes by without a game. But I've demoed a lot at local stores. I mean, I've, I've just sat terrain and, you know, painted or built stuff or maybe played with my son or somebody else that I knew. Yeah. And just, you know, just was there. And then inevitably, people just, when the game first came out, just started gravitating around. And when I started showing people how to play the game, the biggest thing that got a reaction was the throwing. Yeah. So... The throw, it's, 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 I think it's the most fun part of the game. Oh, 100%. (laughs) So you, when you have, you have characters that rely on it in a lot of ways, and let's not talk about the outliers like Magneto, Mm -hmm. but some of the the character who has, and they typically are like a three cost, maybe sometimes two, uh, they typically can only do them once per turn. They have a range. It's usually range medium or throw medium Mm -hmm. or, you know, or something along those lines, range three throw medium. But those are, those are elements that are, again, baked into the threat cost of that character. So when you only have, and look, I think there's like a 26 point rule for how many points of terrain that some, uh, leagues will put down. Um, uh, I think it's a little conservative. I would like to see more like a 28 or 30 or maybe even larger personally. Well, and especially scatter stuff you you really need a lot of milk crates yeah. and planters and garbage cans and stuff like that especially for characters like you said that that threat is built into their character and you have a, a crossbones uh, maybe he doesn't have a regular throw but like luke cage uh, those characters that have range to throw where they can throw it short it's only a couple power but it's a big part of how that character is oh, dr octopus is doc, a great doc, example doc. oh good doc. Who, good example you know wall crawler and a terrain throw that are kind of a big part of his character yeah, and i think he's undervalued uh because of a lot of those impacts yeah. i think people get the impression that he's not as good as he is even with some of the the you know the the, the additional cards that have come yes. out and that have helped him in a lot of ways and then and and the fleshing out of of spider foes but you you when you have a situation just from experience except for characters that really rely like have they have that like a thor that has a a throw on his builder. Right. Um, he is again, another outlier, uh, but he relies on that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, and I won't get into Thor cause that's a, that's a that's deep, a that's a deep other, rabbit yeah. hole. That would be off. We have to hold another stream. Um, but, uh, the, when you have a throw that is not being realized, it's usually because terrain, terrain's not in range. I didn't have the power. I had another ability that maybe is more effective or more reliable than the throw. Mm-hmm. I know that that guy has, that my opponent has a brace or an indom. So, but there's, and there's also cards that can mitigate Correct, the throws. Yeah. There's a lot of things that will neutralize or neuter the ability to throw, but nothing is going to neuter throws more than the lack of even the option because it's not even there. Correct. Everybody's going to vie for that that one or two size fours. I think there should be more, but the one or two. And when they're not available, they've already been used or, you know, or, or the placement, we'll get to placement and quantity later, but we're talking, or we're jumping to quantity already. Mm -hmm. That's going to diminish those characters substantially more than what you see on their card. 
So let's move to placement. Yeah. Now I have a picture I sent you. I know that we're on um, we're on podcast now, but maybe. Right. But uh, let me give you let me give you a visualization. This is an event that happened. I don't want to say what the event was, but it was one table, at one event that happened in Central New Jersey, uh, recently four weeks now in the past. <laughs> and there's one picture of a board that had a size five of the official building that uh, that MCP released for the New York um, uh, Midtown building. Mm-hmm. And where do you think it is? Dead center. Wish. I wish. In a corner or an- Not just in a corner, in a corner behind the deployment line. That's window dressing. Yeah. That, you know what that is? That's a, that's a dice tray. <laughs> I mean, legitimately, yeah. Yeah. What impact does that have on the game? After, the, after you've set up, you're never going to see that again. Any mm-hmm. of those things that are behind that three range ruler- or window dressing, maybe some of the side ones, if they're on the, you know, on the very edge mm-hmm. might be near one of the, some of the threats, but realistically, you're not going to move somebody onto that. You're going to be more middle of the board. And I think that maybe what that comes from too, is that people don't want to deal it or deal with it or don't know how to deal with it in game. So they just, they do, they, they've assembled this incredible model. They've painted it up. They've brought it to an event. And yeah, they put it in the corner at the very top or something. So it's like not in the way. And yeah, it's just decoration mm-hmm. at that point and it's sad because um, they're beautiful and uh, i think people need to get over that maybe initial fear of like yes this is something that is going to have a big impact on how i play the game i am not going to be able to just run up and grab an objective off this because i'm going to have to climb or i'm going to have to use a wall crawler or a flyer or work around it it should be used you should be figuring out how you're going to get around it instead of being like well let's just put it here so neither of us have to deal with it that's just super counter the game mm-hmm. I think that the, the that a, a the competitive scene would want to have a more complex and dynamic game uh, experience where they can take advantage of their tactics and 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 have some more depth because if you build a team with fewer throwers, fewer flyers, yeah, so yeah it, it's incidental sometimes to even think that some of them have a wall crawler and you just consider uh the long movers, the ones that can take an extract and then ditch. Yep. Uh, just that's your free point every turn. Maybe they're not having as much of an impact in the combat, and it's certainly diminished now because you get, you can't get that one core for three points or right. or scroll. Now it's spread out, but I think that that adds complexity and adds a, a, a it, it'll differentiate between the player yeah. uh, skill sets. And I think it's missing because I think it's 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 not missing. Maybe I'm over exaggerating that, but I think it's diminished because of the sparseness. It, of, it, of the yeah, train. it's something in my own play that I that I've realized after kind of thinking about that, where we didn't know how terrain worked on stream for like a year because we weren't putting ourselves into situations where it would have mattered because we were leaning away from it because we didn't know how it worked. And now we I, I think we've gotten a little bit better about it, but it could go a lot further. Those those early streams are gems, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I watched. I was watching you early on. I watch them all, by the way. I watch all the streams I can. I really appreciate yeah. that. But um, but yeah, no, I think maybe, and this is something that a lot of people get built up because I know I did, but you just get that terrain out there. Use it. Work around it. Put a center objective on a size four piece of terrain and have to deal with it. Or five. Or five. Put then, the Sanctum Sanctorum right. dead center. Do it. Right. It's actually... Kind of a blast. I, I've asked, I've actually made comments to some streamers that I've seen. I, I One of the, I want to give a big shout out. Can I mention like a streamer? That, sure. I mean, I don't know him personally, but I've communicated with them on their, on their, you know, on, on, on their videos. Yeah. Um, Aegis brand always seems to have a board that's very dense with their city terrain. Yeah. Not that they have so much, too much stuff, mm-hmm. but they'll have like three or four buildings. 
And on their city boards, I think they're fantastic. And you can see in the gameplay, it does create, uh, it, it changes how you play. And what I, I've made comments to others, and one in particular where uh, they were running tournaments and streaming them, and mm -hmm. I forget the name, and I'm gonna beat, my, I'm gonna hit myself for forgetting this now. Um, uh, but uh, they, and I, 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 they're, they're somewhere in the um, in the uh, uh, eastern seaboard, uh, the Mid Atlantic area. Okay. Um, I'll remember it and I'll tell you on another stream. Uh, the um, But they weren't putting any, they were doing the sparse terrain thing. And I made a comment. I said, hey, how about putting one of those buildings more towards the center? And they they commented on a future stream after they had done it a little bit that it did, it yeah. started to change what they were, how people were playing. Yeah. And I, I and that pleased me very much because it seemed like I had I connected with somebody about it. Uh, I think sometimes uh, the limitation also is, is that um, I can't see what's on the other side of it. It blocks my view of the board when yeah, I'm playing. Yeah, it's almost like it's blocking your line of sight. <laughs> almost like, right? <laughs> like exactly what it is. Um, the, I, I, I can only appeal to the TOs that are out there Please uh, position if you're going to put something on the board, mm -hmm. just at least don't put your fours and fives on the corners and on the edges. Put them where the game's taking place. At least put one, like a five, so that people need a uh, 12 threat on, on the on the Hulk's when a tactic card right. to throw it. <laughs> but otherwise that thing's gonna be stationary. Cause look at that beautiful um uh, uh a Quinjet. Yeah. Every time I see the Quinjet, it's in a corner. Mm -hmm. Don't put the Quinjet in a corner. And and there is there is a caveat, and I know that that we've mentioned this, and and you've mentioned this as well. But for streams, it's difficult because it does, in fact, block so much of the of the shot. But especially for for local games and events, I mean that that should absolutely be part of the competition is where that stuff is and how you're going to deal with it. You can increase the angle of the camera, but I you know what I like I like putting a I have an X board also. Yeah, I think it's um. Um, I forget the name of the company. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking out, you know, getting older sucks, but, uh, I'm on the verge of senility. So, right. uh, but I have a board that's not just your typical square, you know, T shaped yeah. lanes. It's an X shape. And when you put the buildings on or any of the site blocking stuff, it's a little bit easier to see. Yeah. There's ways to get around it. Um, but yeah, I can, I, I appreciate, and I stopped bugging you about it yeah. when you said, well, it's a stream and we're doing it for visual purposes. And I, I, obviously yeah. that's, that's a different animal. And we do want to show it off because listen, those, those models are cool. Yeah. If you're going to you know take the time I mean? to paint them up sure. right. or convert them or yeah. Chuck, <laughs> come on, Chuck. Still looking at that camera. That's not on to talk to Chuck, but, um, Taylor has been working at a disassembled Quinjet, uh, uh -huh. for a bunch of terrain that I think is going to turn out really cool. Crash? Quinjet? Yeah. So, really? so like, yeah, he, so we have the, the, the regular AMG Quinjet and he assembled it and then is like effectively chopping it up into multiple size two and three threat or uh size train pieces. Let's face it. Most Quinjets end up like that anyway. Right. Right. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. I'm super excited for it. Uh, that's great. Uh, that's, that's a great uh, project. I have to now, I, I, I have to steal that because I want to do that now. I did, uh, I have a Quinjet, but instead of using it, I have a, um, shield board, yeah. hell carrier board, which I also sent you the, uh, the picture for. Maybe I'll bring it one day for us to play on. Uh, I also have a superstructure for the carrier that's off to the side, but that's window dressing. I, I probably, I admit, but yeah. I took, I just took a, um, an F 35 B, which is the Marine, um, you know, um, yeah. VTOL, a vertical takeoff and landing, which is the same one that they had in the first Avengers movie, by the way. Um, and I, that's my, I, I, but I want a Quinjet for that. I want a Quinjet for the center of that. Quinjet's yeah. 
a little bit bigger, but yeah. it, it would be just as just as appropriate. Uh, that is uh, that's on my that's on my um, to do list also. Okay, I will have a long to do list, but I I, I might I might have to chop mine up now instead. I, I just think it's so because the thing that I want more of now that we've uh, gotten some of the construction equipment and we're using that regularly. I love that stuff. I love those big uh, twos and threes that uh, you can fit just a lot more on the board that aren't just, you know, I love the dumpster and and the kiosk, <laughs> but I, I like all of that other just kind of weird shaped or slightly taller, slightly wider, maybe a smaller footprint, but still really impactful in game terrain. My favorite terrain right now is apart from the MCP terrain, of yeah. course, um, is the monster fight club terrain. Yeah. I got great. in on the, on the Kickstarter. I have yeah. a whole bunch of that stuff. That's some of the buildings that, that I've been using and showing in my, uh, in, my, in my, uh, when I play, when I play games and when I bring it to this, to the, um, uh, to the stores, there's the, the, the construction set. You can do so much with the construction set. There's MDF terrain that, uh, that, is look looks like girders, you yeah. know, girder buildings. I have yeah. two of those, but there's also on the MC uh, on the uh, Monster Fight Club they have like fencing. Yeah. Uh, so you take the uh, we love the trees. We use them all the time. Oh, the trees are fantastic because you can take the canopy on or off, and yeah, it's and and no flocking. Right. I can't. I hate flock. Right. <laughs> it's like glitter. It gets everywhere. Right. Don't tell me how I know that. Um, uh, don't ask me rather how I'm I know still that. cleaning it out. I haven't used it in 15 years. <laughs> But yeah, I, I have, I also use the uh, Dwarven Forge, um, which, yeah. uh, which is, you'll see, that's what we used two weeks ago on, on our game. Oh yeah. On my board. I remember that now. I was like, I think this looks familiar. I think I played a bunch of D and D with this type of stuff before. So, so I, I mix up that stuff with the monster fight club and it's also really, really, really reasonable, really yeah. economical. You get to, and you can make them the, um, just the scary spooky tree trunks yes. and yep. the, or, you know, with the, uh, with the, um, the leaves on top. I love sometimes Anthony really throws me off when he sets up our, our, our board and he has the, the one tree that has the flat siding that you can lay down. And I was like, this footprint's huge. Is, is this, we're treating all trees the size like three cause they're big trees. Yeah. And it's just like, is this really, why do you lay it over an objective? But I had to figure out how to deal with it. Well, if you remember, I had two of those at the game we played. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I, I deem those to be a one. Rotted okay. old trees. Rotted, I think those should be around. I think that's fair. Because normal tree would be a two. A big tree is a three. Well, some of those you know? Monster Fight Club ones are they're big trees. Yeah. Well, if you remember, I have one big tree that's bigger than those. Yeah. But, I, but it was only a three just because. Right. Because I already put the marker on the bottom of it that said three. Which is important. <laughs> so when you when you do use a bunch of rad stuff, or uh, one, one of the tables I saw in Ashcon was uh, the, the bedroom fight scene from Ant-Man. That's It had great. a bunch of like uh, yes. the, the board itself were those like gym mats, the colorful ones that puzzle piece together and stuff. Um, yeah, just make sure you label the terrain. Then, then no one has to, you know, disagree on anything. That's right there. Yeah, well, over that teddy bear, it's a three. I love those theme boards. That is that that just um, makes me it makes me very happy to see them, but it also promotes really what this game is, and that is it's 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 recreating all those really cool and wonderful moments from the not just the page but from the movies. Yeah, Uh, and uh, seeing when I I had seen that picture. Yeah, um, and I've had the bug of actually. actually making one as right. well but i'll add it to the long list <laughs> well and uh there was another one too last year i think there was a picture going around of someone that had made like an arcade yes pinball machine thing yes that awesome 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 yes. awesome awesome which and there's a uh there's a, a tactics card that's perfect for that right yeah i use not not tournament legal because you want to have the the um the tokens mm-hmm. but i have 3d terrain 
that I have for a lot of the um, uh, those type. And I have the for those. Uh, I think I, I don't forget if they're they're traps or what are they for the um, oh for the mutant madman turns yes, city center. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I think it was. Tra- well, see, that's the thing. I that's, have four of those. Yes, that's our joke is I call most secures traps because I don't remember what they are. It's like I, oh, I'm going to trigger the trap and. Because like, ah, these are legacy viruses, Tim. It's like, okay, I guess not even a secure, but listen, they're still a trap. It's the, it's the medicine trap. It's fine. <laughs> it makes sense because they typically are true. Right. <laughs> um, so I, I would, I, you know what I'd like to see? Um, you know, first of all, a little bit more, um, uh, uh, not just a little more terrain. I'd love to see AMG kind of address this. They're very responsive to the community. They added in some additional mm-hmm. guidelines for, for organized play in general. I'd love to see them update that. Certainly, it would promote people to buy more of their official stuff. Yeah. Um, but I'd love to see them added a little, you know, just to flesh that out a little bit, add a little bit more to the quantity. It doesn't have to be a lot. Right. You know, but it would be nice to see. I think it would have a, I think, I think it would be better for the game long term and uh, it would really help promote a little more creativity like those boards you just right. mentioned. And I think that's the important part of it too, right? Is that once you get into using that stuff and then you want to add your own flair to it and you bring in a bunch of, you know, old toys or trucks or whatever. And it's just, you can do a lot of really, really, really cool stuff with it. Yeah, um, and it uh, keeps the game alive and it keeps the community growing and expanding. I'm, I'm the gray haired guy that's, that, 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 that is in the supermarket looking at the die cast uh, uh, toys that are the right. perfect size yeah. <laughs> for this game <laughs> well and, and seeing what people have done really creatively like repurposing older game stuff like the disney infinity stuff i've seen oh, turned yeah. into all sorts of statues and they work perfect for that i i, I gave that away and i wish i had it when my son outgrew yeah. it yep. i really wish i kept that because there's though i love those as like statue centerpieces yeah. what a great idea we gave one away as a trophy for one of our leagues uh that once nice. again dan and his kids played it me and my kids played it we had get, given it all away we had to like find an ultron that we were going to paint gold on amazon somewhere you know just to be able to get one it's like well we want the ultron what but, a great idea right yeah i think uh, captain america is when i see the most yeah like, what size are those uh, personally two or three yeah three maybe max yeah yep yeah it, it, certainly yeah cap of three yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh what um what else should we talk about <laughs> well so one thing whenever we have a, a special guest on we I, I think it's obligatory that you have to ask you know who's the character or characters because i always have a hard time limiting it to just one that is not in the game that you desperately need in, need in the game and why is it not Iceman? Well, apart from Iceman, right, or Squirrel Girl, or you know, or any of those that you hear commonly, um, uh, and 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 I'll just put in an honorable mention. Yeah, you know, the, the uh, Threat Six Thor, which he always should have been from the beginning. Yeah. Again, I don't disagree. Deep, yeah. deep, deep, another yeah. deep, deep rabbit hole. We'll we'll go into some other time. Um, Beta Bill was one of my, one of, one of the ones I was hoping for. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And he just came out. Um, and uh, I know you've already spoke about it with, with, uh, Dr. Mr. D, uh, but I, I have a lot of thoughts about yeah, him so as what, well. What were your thoughts on that? Cause I know that was a, that was a model you were really specifically like. Well, shortlisting. It's it's not just that I love you know Bay Ray Bill. He's an, he's more obscure character for more uh, maybe recent fans. Yeah. But I'm an old school comic fan. Yeah. I mean, I go back uh, you know a, a ways. I know a lot of the deep lore, um, so I can talk for for endlessly mm-hmm. about you know the, the the comic details of of, of an experience of these yeah. characters. And Beta Ray Bill was a pivotal character in Thor lore. Thor lore. Mm-hmm. It's a tongue twister. Um, he uh, he was the first one to be able, who was worthy enough to pick up Mjolnir. Yeah. 
And what I was curious was, especially because I think that you know Thor as a five and maybe a little bit of an underpowered th- five as time has gone on, um, uh, and I still don't understand why he wasn't revised and uh, updated, little tweaks. Yeah. But um, you know, AMG must have may have a, uh, a hidden somewhere behind, you know, in their in their um, uh, in their plans to bring out a more maybe an all father or a king Thor or something yeah. like that. Um, or the unworthy. Or uh, you know that would be really cool to see. And I'm sure we're going to see a Jane Foster Thor. But I really, I really, Unworthy would be cool just because he's, he would be a T4 in my opinion. He's yeah. not a T, maybe he would be a T5 even. He's, he's, Thor is as, in his core is a, is a butch, very butch. But I wanted to see what they were going to do. What's the mindset of AMG? How far do they go back right. in their knowledge? Uh, I know that they, they, they have their pet characters of their own. They have, you know, the, I know one of them loves Daredevil. And of course that's why Daredevil is probably a threat for, um, I've gotten two Daredevils. I mean, Daredevil is a very popular character, and certainly the Shadowlands is amazing, the Shadowlands yeah. version. I really wanted to see what they were going to do with Beta Ray Bill. Uh, so that was that was obviously uh, – uh, I was surprised that they went with a T4, and he's a really good T4. Yeah. I think he's he's a T5 in, in, in hiding. You know? he, yeah, he's, he's certainly a push four. Oh, God, yes. Not mid. Um, not a mid. Uh, no way. Uh, and um, But really well-tooled, and I think they – Gave him his due without overdoing it. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, but um, what I want to see in the game, if I had to, you know, I, we've gotten a couple of Wolverines. You mm-hmm. know, that's great. I, I, I we've love gotten, what six Wolverines, <laughs> including X twenty three, Honey Badger, and two of even, Wolverine's brother, even Jonathan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, maybe we we can little have a little while before we see Dakin. Uh, oh, I would love like a Dark Avengers grouping with some Dakin and uh, uh, Moonstone and that whole. Oh my group. God! Really yes. Mac Gargan Venom. Yes. Uh, oh, absolutely. I, here's what I want to see, and if, I, and I'm going to give you I, this is my long answer. Obviously, yeah. um, I want to see. We already we have look, we have Ronin. I think he's an underpowered. I think we're not T4. Ronin's a beast in the comics. Yeah. We have. Um, uh, who else do we have? Uh, we have, we have, we have Beta Ray Bill. Yep. Okay. Another T4. Um, and I, some of these really powerful cosmic characters for balance purposes, I respect that. I think all the Asgardians should have been one threat higher than they are, but you want to be able to feel the team. If Correct. they're all threat fives and sixes, they're not going to be able to do that. Um, uh, but I want to see an Annihilators. I know you guys have talked about it briefly yeah. on the stream, but Annihilators, that's that's a, a, a sick team. That yeah. is um, Nova. Who, a big, 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 big fan Nova. of Nova. Yeah. And he's had a lot of different iterations too, between animation and the old school comics and yep. pivotal points in the uh, Jonathan Hickman stories with the Fantastic Four, which I'm mm-hmm. hoping we're going to see also sometime in the next year or two. A Doom is certainly uh, Doom. Everybody talks to right. See, that, that was going to be my punchline, Doom. Yeah. <laughs> 20 minutes just to get to doom. Um, uh, but I want to see an annihilators team. Uh, I want to see, uh, a gladiator. Yeah. From the Shi'ar. Yep. If he's not a T six, that would be a crime. Yeah. Um, uh, bill being in that team is a big deal. Uh, who else is on that team? Um, is blue Marvel part of that or he no? He isn't, but blue Marvel would be a six or yeah. otherwise people should riot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's also, he's another heavy hitter. Yeah. You know, Thor, Hulk, you know, blue Marvel, uh, you know, uh, but, um, Hyperion, these are all the yes. you know, monster physical, you know, um, um, powerhouses, um, all should be in the six range. Uh, but yeah, but, uh, but they, we're going to need some flexibility to get annihilators, but I, I was going to, where I was ahead was I want to see doom. Yeah. Doom. 
you know, when they, people talk about Odin, Galactus, you know, we've seen, we have a T7, we have a T8 on the table. Mm-hmm. I, Doom, I, you know, he's, he's, he, I'm not saying he's going to be a T7 or 8, but Doom needs to be a presence on the table. He, yeah. he can't be diminished. He, you know, Doom and the Doombots, mm-hmm. you know, it's my favorite band. I mean, that's, <laughs> I'm pretty certain that that's why they made Grunts as a whole. Like just, just for Doom. Just like, listen, we got to <laughs> pave the way for Doom later. Let's try it out with, you know, Shadowlands, Daredevil, and Elektra, and, and, uh, uh wow. Yeah. Nick Fury. Can't believe I blanked on that name. Mick or Nick? Mick. The lesser known Mick. Yeah, Mick. Mick Foley Fury. <laughs> <laughs> he comes with the cutoff plaid and everything. He's actually really good. If you throw him off a cage, though, he's one of the few that just get an automatic brace for it. Big thing about Mick Fury, his patches on the other eye. <laughs> It switches on a regular basis. And he's, he does, he has 12 eyes. He just wears it for, Correct. for aesthetic purposes. Uh, yeah. So ultimately it's doom, but I gave you a whole laundry list because I can't yeah. just give you one. So, so I, the, the thing I like is when we, when we talk to people and we talk about their wish list for the game, right? There's, I think really only two schools of, of, of thought. And it's either someone that wants a bunch of X people and mutants or, <laughs> It's a lot of the the really big cosmic characters, or at least the things that touch that cosmic mm-hmm. uh, side of it, or and Doom. But I mean, Doom, Doom really touches any everything. Doom dudes, and nothing can prevent him from duding. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Doom is the apex, the the marquee of yeah. the villains, and he has absolutely the best dialogue and lines ever written in comics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you know, yeah. you, Doom dudes as he pleases. I mean, I, Doom I, does. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I would love to say, I can't wait. You know, people uh, in the game can quote and sometimes cards help them like the jeans yes. and people screaming Gene. I love that stuff. I too. Lo- especially at events. Yeah. Here, there was a, I forget which, maybe it was Adepticon. I've talked about Adepticon a lot, but, um, where just anytime his whole goal, he's like, I'm going to use Gene as often as I can. I'm going to make sure all three of those are there every single game and you would just hear it like every 45 minutes Gene! that guy and will never was, be forgotten right we may not even know his name we don't but we know we know who he is <laughs> <laughs> but or like sibling sibling rivalry like, oh yeah like just bully thor correct <laughs> 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 but that I think is going to wrap it up for this week. Mitch, thank you so much for being here. Uh, and I'm really happy to have understood your perspective on terrain because it's it's something that was sorely lacking from even my own play that I'm trying to get significantly better about because it's a very big part of the game. And like you said, when you demo this game to people, the thing that really clicks and really is awesome and, and hooks people on this game is the fact that you're throwing terrain around. It, it's it's so unique to this game. It's so impactful and it's so awesome. There's there's never a time where I'm like, I didn't enjoy throwing that. So let's give more people more options as opposed to right. <laughs> we see now is all that's all I'm asking. Yeah. Yeah. So but so I, as as we saw in that in that stream a couple of weeks ago, we had a ton of terrain on the field. Uh, it was a great game and I really appreciate you being here, man. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, and just a very quick shout out. As always, we highly, highly, highly. Uh, thank because it's so impactful to us here at the network all of the people that that sub on the twitch and uh contribute on the patreon cannot tell you how impactful that is for us and allows us to do what we do every week uh especially uh our kingding doppeldongers and our professional cake sitters including bastion rob 
Bicon, Leroy, Devil Pup, Tony Hot Hands, Cider Drinker, Dr. D, Otis, and... Come on, you practice this in the shower. I Come do. On. <laughs> I, I've only said Cider Drinker once, but that's not it. I said Devil Pup, said Otis. Did I say Bicon? I got to start over now. Bicon, Leroy, Otis, Tony Hot Hands, Dr. D. You, you got to do this like the planets. Right? <laughs> so like it started out where I would just, I would start with the, with the, with the King Ding Doppeldongers as my thumbs, right? And then I would count out until I hit 10 and would just, when we didn't have enough to get all those fingers, I'd just keep saying cider drinker. <laughs> but, <laughs> but guys, we really appreciate it so much. Thank you. Uh, and it, once again, just couldn't do it without you. And uh, if you're not on the Patreon already, uh, head over to patreon.com slash professional casual, uh, where you'll get access to literally a ton of content video for all of the other podcasts that we do. Cause we do do two actual play podcasts. Um, literally all the, the entire history of big Chuck and the elite eight showdown, as well as all sorts of stuff that we've tried out. We've tried all sorts of different games and content to see what might stick and what might not. And you can see kind of the, the dry runs of a lot of that on the Patreon as well. So, Thank you so much. Five-star reviews in all the good places. Amazon, Audible, Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, really appreciate those as well. Help us be seen by more people. Like more people should be seeing more terrain. And with that, we thank you so much. We love you. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, check out all the other great shows here at the Professional Casual Network. Like what, Danny? I'll tell you, on Mondays, we've got the Lost Omens podcast, our Pathfinder 2E actual play, hosted by me, playing through the Extinction Curse AP. Also, streaming on twitch.tv slash professional casual network at 7 p.m. Eastern time, you can check out, oh yeah, the power phase, our Marvel Crisis Protocol live battle report show. On Tuesdays, the podcast version of, wait, did I roll a wild? Our Marvel Crisis Protocol povlog is available. On Wednesdays, alternating releases on the Patreon, we have Settling the Southlands, our homebrew Wolforp actual play, and The Slithering, a Pathfinder 2nd edition actual play. And on Thursdays, live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash professional casual network, we've got, wait, did I roll a wild, our Marvel Crisis Protocol povlog. You can also check out back episodes of Elite Eight Showdown and the first 39 episodes of the Lost Omens podcast, the first 24 episodes of Settling the Southlands, and the first handful of episodes of The Slithering on the YouTube at youtube.com slash the professional casual.